Let's bring in Phil Gursky, president of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting, director of the University of Ottawa Security Program, former CSIS analyst, and with us now. Phil, thanks for the time. I hope you're well. Yeah, very well, Scott. How are you? Good. Thanks for uh, taking the time. But what were your thoughts over the weekend as you were seeing all of this uh, unfold and, and, and really none of us knowing much about it? What were your thoughts? Oh, I'm incredibly happy for the family. And I, I think you saw the reaction of the wives and other members. They were absolutely ecstatic to get their, you know, their husbands and their fathers and things back. So a great day for the families. But I think, as you said in your introduction, uh, a lot of questions still left about what's next kind of thing. So let's celebrate the moment for what it is. But let's now turn to what has to happen now to figure out where Canada goes in its relationship with China. So what is your biggest concern for them now arriving back here after what they've been through? And what's your greatest concern for the country moving forward? Let's start with the two Michaels. Well, obviously, they've been under a tremendous ordeal, as you said, for more than a thousand days now. And and that's going to take an awful lot of recovery time. Thankfully, there are professionals who can deal, you know, it's like people that dealt with former hostages, for example, to try to, you know, reintegrate them into society. It's going to have to be gradual because they've been, you know, subject to horrendous conditions for so long. So I'm confident that, you know, that it'll be okay eventually, but they need their time. On the national front, I'm not sure what to make of this. I do know that Canadian governments of both political stripes have ignored the fact that China's been messing around in, in Canada for decades now. Is this finally the, the, the one lesson, Scott, that teaches the, the Trudeau Liberals that maybe we have to, you know, develop a different policy, a different approach to China? I sincerely hope so, but I'm, I can't say I'm all that confident in that regard. It appears our allies are also waiting for the same thing. Yeah, and that's, you know, you talked about Huawei, and you talked about, you know, 5G, and the Huawei, of course, wants to play a major role in Canada's 5G system. All of our allies, to the best of my knowledge, especially the so-called Five Eyes allies, have said, uh, no, thank you. We'll, we'll deal with other competitors and other companies. Canada has waffled on this and has waffled for quite some time. If this thing, Scott, if the fact that China kidnapped, which is the proper word, the two Michaels for, for three years, tied to the, you know, the, the legal detention of Meng Wanzhou because of allegations the Americans had, if Canada doesn't react to this in a way that is not only in concert with our, the best advice from our allies, but really, you know, I don't know, make or creates a lesson for how China can operate at the international level, then I will be not just dismayed, but very disappointed in the Trudeau government. Uh, it seems now there, the real question is, what reason would we have to keep Huawei? I, I would think that way. And I bet you, Scott, 37 million Canadians think the same way that you and I do right now. And so I think the government will have to do incredible conniptions to try and say, well, you know, they're still going to be part of the, the bidding process or part of, part of the actual infrastructure. At a minimum, I would think that most Canadians would demand that this particular participation ends right now with respect to Huawei. Uh, it, it, it's the least that we need to do. And, and let's face it, there are other companies out there, including many Western companies. Now, I'm not a technician, so don't, don't quote me on this, that can equally offer the services that Huawei reported to offer. So I'd be very surprised and disappointed if the Trudeau government does not immediately say, okay, Huawei, you're out. We're going to talk to Ericsson or Nokia or whoever else builds these kinds of systems and not reward China for its, let's face it, schoolyard bullying tactics over the past three years. So uh, China said that it released the two Michaels for health reasons. Uh, why did it release them so quickly? Oh, what a great question. You know, I, I can't read Chinese minds, but maybe this is a, a, a real paltry, insufficient way to say that they are members of the international community and they do follow the rules, which they haven't been following for the past three years, by the way. Maybe they felt there's nothing else to gain from this. 
But the fact that they were they were released right after Meng Wanzhou was released, you're telling me there's, there's not a one-to-one relationship between those two? Of course there is. I don't know. Maybe they they said there's nothing nothing left to gain, and you know, the jig is up. Let's just release them and try to go back to normal. But yeah, I mean, trying to discern Chinese thoughts, God, it's a a pay grade much above mine right now to figure that out. Um, you know, everyone always says or has said for the for the last several decades, you know, we have to do more to understand China and where it's coming from. Uh, does China have any idea, or do they care, that what they have done has now just lit a fuse as far as confirming this was, in fact, everything they said it wasn't in hostage diplomacy i mean we're all trying to understand them do they have do they have any foggy idea what their image is here or do they care i don't think they care you look at what china's done in southeast asia with the so-called nine dash line in the south china sea where they're essentially taking over their buildings artificial reefs to claim it's all part of chinese territorial waters you look at the belt road initiative that is uh, you know basically mortgaging third world countries to chinese favor you look at the fact that they've been harassing Uyghur Canadians and Tibetan Canadians for, for years now. I don't think they care. I think that China sees itself on the ascendant. You listen to Xi Jinping, the leader, and, and what he's been saying. They see this as China's century. And I don't think they, they give a rat's posterior what we think of them. I think they, they see it as a fait accompli. They'll play by the rules when it suits their advantage. But when it doesn't, um, they'll just go their own way. Again, I'm not a China specialist, so I'd be really be careful here. But from what I've read, I don't think that what we see as the international order and the rule book by which we should all be playing, I don't think China you know, will give a wit of, of, of consideration to any of that right now because they figure they've already won. They've won economically and they're winning technologically and scientifically. Why do they care what we think? Uh, do you think we will see a decision on, on 5G and Huawei sooner rather than later? As we said, you'd think this would sort of uh, speed things up. Will this happen quickly, do you think? I hope so. I don't know about any particular penalties that the government may incur by, let's say, ruling Huawei out at this stage. And I'm sure there's lawyers lined up between you and me and you and Hamilton and me and Ottawa, Scott, trying to, you know, get in on this one. So I'm not sure what the what the ground rules are in terms of this. But I think at a minimum um, that the Trudeau government has to acquiesce to what a, a lot, 37 million angry Canadians want them to take action on China. So if they care at all about their image in the wake of a indecisive election last Monday, I'm hoping we see action sooner rather than later. But I wouldn't bet the mortgage. So we only got about 30 seconds left. The worldview, everybody recognizing this now that this does confirm hostage diplomacy. How does this change the worldview of China? Hopefully for the negative. And as I've been saying to you on many occasions, Scott, um, China's not our friend, not our ally, and it's not an ally of the West either. We have a lot of partners around the world who trust us a great deal. We have a good reputation. We should work with our allies and and try to push back against China because they're not in our best interest. Phil Gursky, president of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting, director of the University of Ottawa Security Program, former CSIS analyst. Phil, as always, thanks so much for the time. Be well. You too, Scott. Take care.